Welcome to Talk About. On Talk About, our goal is to sit down with open-minded people for open and honest discussion. No judgment, no hidden agenda, just getting the conversation started. This week, we're joined by fellow freethinker and my philosophical brother, Mr. Joe Felix. In this open chat, we ponder such things as how to achieve transcendence, what exactly is our purpose, and the ultimate goal of self-actualization. Sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, cheers, brother. Cheers, man. It's nice out here, man. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's like uh, it's like normal here. That's wild. Well, obviously not normal. It's like too normal for them would be tourists right now. It's dry season, right? It's like summertime. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where exactly are you? Like, what's what's the area that you're in? Tamarandu? Yeah. Okay. That's a popular one. Just Tamarandu and Yako are like the two popular ones on the Pacific side. I've had a couple of people come into the real estate meeting sometimes and, and talk about real estate opportunities there because it was like, it's still, you know, big, but it's not as big as it was like five years ago. Five years ago, it was booming. Yeah. There's, so like a lot of American money, Canadian money starting to increase the land value and stuff like that. Right. I'm just yeah. still a lot of development going on. Yeah. So, it's funny. I ran into uh, a couple of older guys. I was after the sunset sitting there and I was walking behind them walking back little pathway and then we're just chatting oh, it's fun. And he's like oh i just he's like how oh it was amazing son I'm, I'm, I'm so intoxicated right now like with the amount of mushrooms i don't even know how i walk down these guys like call from colorado you have to be like his 60s man it's pretty fucking funny man that's amazing yeah, that's amazing so did he just get them there oh his his buddy was a local so yeah Nice. I'm sure you could get a lot of that stuff here easily, man. Right. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain. I don't know. It's so interesting. You know, I uh, took those tabs last weekend and oh, yeah. <laughs> I was comparing it to shrooms. You've done shrooms quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on that. And like I've done, I've done as high as six in one sitting, six oh, grams in one sitting, which is a lot. And <laughs> my fucking my my stomach took a beat and so did my head man i was i was dying it didn't matter how much i was drinking yeah exactly just throbbing it didn't matter you, you couldn't drink enough yeah. right so i took did you make a tea I, of it? what's that did you make a tea out of it no just ate that shit just ate it. Oh, fuck. That's we, we have we have this little parfait that we make up with uh I'm with saying. like mushed up uh, mushed up bananas and stuff <laughs> I can't taste it, but let me tell you, my system knows it's there. <laughs> I hope it, you must make a good cocktail then. Or, uh, our day. It's good. Now we watched the fucking Samsara documentary the one time. <laughs> oh, man, you talk about it goes to the farm. About, like that? What's that? The one that goes to like the the farms, like the yes, the, the, the pig farms and stuff like that. Yeah, of. like all over the world. Yeah, this is what we're doing to the world kind of thing. Yes, right? yes. That. You want to talk about fucking perspective. And we did that. That was probably like five months ago. I was like, I got to figure it out. Like, I just looked at Kat. I was like, I got to figure it out. She's like, you got you got what figured out? I'm like, everything. Like, <laughs> clarity. You, you have no idea. Like, I have it so figured out that there's not even a point in explaining it to you. That's how figured out I have it. <laughs> Like, of course, I'm talking out my ass, but 
there was that moment of just you know you're watching all of this shit and you're watching fucking tribes tribal people you're watching you know yeah. the industrial thing you're watching it's, it's like, fucking yeah it's real right it's like a true connectedness of the, everything in the universe it's like everything is connected you exactly know? this is doing this this is doing that we're all doing all these things all of these things matter at once right it's like it all matters it all matters it all matters you may feel yeah. like you're disconnected you're not complete you're never ever completely disconnected the whole universe is connected exactly Exactly. And, and then the emotional component of that for me was like, I was like, like, how do people not get this? Like, how do people not understand that it's all the same fucking thing? We're all the same thing. We're doing different things, but we're the fucking same. Yeah. Like, you can't possibly look at this in that type of a state of mind and say that there's any differences between you and I because of skin color or you know, gender or thoughts. It doesn't make any fucking sense. All that shit is just created, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's just, it's constructs that we've come up with mm -hmm. over time that have, they hold no water. And, and if you look at it at all with any kind of critical thinking, yeah. it all falls apart on itself, man. Yeah, I was reading some book during the summer about racism, and there's a lot of things like I, I've heard. I've heard this before. It's like it's the idea that in in Africa there's no black people, right? You know, black as a race is a construct created by the Vir the Virginia colonies of slavery when the before the U.S. was officially founded, right? It was a way to give true to to give uh, not true but legal. Um, cause for saying that white is above black and then they created the structures and that's when people like the irish and italian started to be accepted into white because italians were considered dirty irish mm -hmm. considered criminals and things like that right mm -hmm. and then they constructed the hierarchy based on the way you look but in africa go to africa they don't call you black everyone's black they call you by race even in europe you're not white you're uh, Albanian or your Italian or your French or your tribe within there, right? Because they're separated by their true ethnicity, right? Mm -hmm. They're all races <laughs> against each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, races still exist, but you're so, right, that, like, that classification. Yeah. yeah, you're Eastern European or you're, you're trash, right? Like, um, coming to our to the cultured side of things in the West, right? It's like fucking, that's a misunderstanding of like the constructs we create for ourselves, right? I mean, what, what it really means. But it's, um, yeah. I, mean, I, I got to send you this book. I, don't, I didn't send you a book. It's called Transcending. So is this the one, Barry Kaufman? Yes, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I, I downloaded it. I've been, I listened to I listened to a bunch of it today. I downloaded it at the beginning of the week. It's yeah. probably the, one of the best books I've read um, because it really dives in more into the Maslow and I deconstructs it I guess I'm basing it on my bias of what I've learned from school, right? It's the HR, mm -hmm. it's the marketing way of selling it. And so I never really read, heard about this, you know, the integrated self, right? And it's perfectly makes sense, right? You're not just this. And if you don't have this, you think, no, because people do starve and other parts of the world, but they still build community. There's still socialization that helps build actualization within the, their own means, right? You know, so the way they sell it is actually wrong. To be an integrated person, it's not like a, 
a pyramid or layers, right? The levels, it's like, you know, we are whole as whole together in integrated ways. And some of these things are used for direction, right? And, and attaining kind of a, an enlightenment of self and purpose, right? And he talks about some of the Viktor Frankl stuff, the, the, the guy who wrote the, um, his, uh, the psychology of the camps, the internment camps when he was in there and he survived. Oh, okay. I, don't, I haven't gotten there. And, I think I'm only two, two chapters in. Yeah, because there's a, there's a book called Man's Search, Search for Meaning. It's like a, one of those you have to read kind of books. Okay. Basically all his observations when he was um, in the, I don't know if he was in Auschwitz. I don't think he was in Auschwitz. He was in one of the other um, camps um, uh, during the Holocaust. And he was like, what kept him going was like, he needs to finish his book. And then all the people who survived, they kind of had a purpose, right? That was kind of the driving point. So he really like that was like one of the best books because it really shows like what keeps people alive, right? Like I need to see my wife again or whatever. And so they just they all deal with the, the worst of human suffering to stay alive because they feel they need to complete something. You know, and that's kind of ties into the basil stuff because like it's all self-self true self-actualization is finding some level of purpose that kind of makes you feel whole, right? It kind of guides you and aligns you into your your greater self, like beyond self, altruistic purpose, right? You know, beyond you, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're doing these things. So, yeah, I think you'll like the book. It's a very good read. I I find it it's it's comes at a perfect time. Um, I was having this moment earlier today because right now I'm I'm reading um, that book. I just started that one. I've been reading Black Against Empire for the past couple of months. What's that one? Uh, that's about the rise of the Black Panthers. Oh, cool. it's a fast, a fascinating book. Um, it just it talks about the entire journey and all the side, you know, side things it takes on. So Black Against Empire about the Black Panthers. I'm reading Eleven Rings with uh, by that's Phil Jackson. That's so good, man. So fucking so good. good. I read that so quickly, like maybe a week. You know, oh, yeah. It was like watching Last Dance. You saw Last Dance. I did, yeah. It's like watching that, but more. Yeah, it gives it way more context, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like I'm, a truer version of what happened. It's it is. It's it's like the bird's eye view, even talking about the few the 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 uh the flu game and mm -hmm. uh and the perspective of the trainer in that game before actually giving them the gator load as instead of the gator raid. And it was like, it's the equivalent of eating like 21 baked potatoes. <laughs> so I'm not saying that that's what led to Jordan, but I mean, fucking like two days later, he has his food poisoning, you know, that's when that was in the documentary too, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Yeah. But there was speculation being levied that it was somebody else that poisoned him via the pizza that was delivered. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I don't know, but it, you know what? It's fascinating. It's the way I start my day because Phil Jackson has that, uh, that well, Buddhist. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's that. And then the other one I'm reading is, uh, the demon. Oh, the demon haunted world. It's all, it's all about critical thinking. So it's not as deep as some of the other stuff that gets really out there. This is very like you're reading it. And I'm sure that you would read it and do the same thing I'm doing, which is, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just critical thinking, guys. Like, just fucking think about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, but it is a good book in in terms of that. But the thing that I find funny is that four books, four different approaches, four different topics, mm -hmm. and the common thread to the whole thing is 
the Buddhist idea of control what you can control. And until you let go of this idea of control is the only time that you're going to be able to realize self-actualization. Everyone thinks that you have more control than you really have, right? When the world 100%. Constant uh, uh, randomness of events. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I think I've said this to you a few times over the past few years that I've become more and more content with myself because I've let more and more stuff go and just realizing that you know, it's not that this stuff isn't important to me. It's mm-hmm. just that when things go bad, like what it's fine. Like it happens. It's going to, it's going to happen because the only, the only way that you can control for it is if you can have your hands on absolutely everything. And there's just no way that you can do it. You can't do that unless you live in a cave. Mm-hmm. And even at that, there's still limitations that are outside your control. Yeah. There's a term for reflecting on death in Buddhism. In more Roman and um, Christian terminology, they call it like memento mori, right? Remember you will die or remember death. In Marana Sati is kind of like the, the Buddhist term. And there's like a, there's a book written, there's like one book written about it and it's supposed to be a true reflection of of your death. You need to imagine like all the different forms of your death, all the way up to like your body degrading and then worms and maggots in there and your things to really encapsulate that your immortality, right? Like you will eventually die and that's supposed to help you to remember to live in the present, right? Because all things end and that, Life has has a, a beginning and an end, and so you could only really be in control of what's now, right? It's true. And then I also, the fear of death is also prevention of, like, moving forward in life, right? Um, people, I don't want to travel. I'm going to die. I'm going to catch COVID, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's, 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 there's risk, sure, but there's risk in everything in life. And so is it safe? Is it not safe? Well, you kind of need to do that, but people are always so afraid to live their life because they're so afraid of death that it's a hinderment, right? If you can learn to accept life, you could learn to just be, like you said, right? Let go of things. And that's one of the biggest blockers from letting go of things is fear of death and fear and harm, you know, which, you know, our human nature is obviously supposed to be protect ourselves, right? It's most of our instincts um, are supposed to be, um, towards self-preservation you know preservation of self-preservation of our, of our kind right mm-hmm. our species yeah species right so you know kind of reflecting on that can help you to be more open and receptive of things to truly take things in right our instincts will guide us and survive us right yeah for sure but the openness of it at all then you'll be more open to it's kind of like i'm more open to my neighbor now because i don't fear them right yeah you know, that's like a one layer of it, one level, which is a big thing in the States. You see that in the States, man, fucking everyone's scared of each other. I need a gun to protect myself. <laughs> that's the complete opposite of what our humanity represent, right? Yeah. The communities have worked together to get us to where we are now by collaboration. That was a violence used to be a tribalism, but are we, aren't we supposed to be more enlightened now? Aren't we supposed to be... Uh, the civilized and organized and intelligent species that work together are building some amazing things together, a united country, a united states or a united world, right? And it's just always like, oh no, someone else is always out to get you. It's like, well then you need to you need to you need to re need to recalibrate. I mean, I think so interesting because as I'm reading Black Against Empire, 
Mm -hmm. uh, something starts to come back up to the surface that we, I know we've talked about before. And that was one of the things that the Black Panthers did in the late 60s that was smart is they started to align themselves with uh, public services, breakfast for kids in the mornings and stuff like that. And it started to draw in the politicians that wanted to utilize that as part of their platform, mm -hmm. right? So they started to collaborate with these people. Mm -hmm. And that started putting the pressure on the government because Vietnam War, obviously, uh, was happening. And that wasn't something that a lot of people agreed with at the time, obviously. And so the Black Panthers actually started to align themselves also with the Vietnamese and all the other people around the world uh, in China that mm -hmm. were being subjugated, mm -hmm. right? So they started creating all of this, all of these links because it was a bigger purpose that people could see and wrap their heads around. Well, after all of those things served their purpose and, you know, the government got out of Vietnam and, you know, politicians started to see less of a need to support these types of groups, society was starting to change, you know, people were talking about peace and they were seeing that the government was actually listening. Well, the support for the Black Panthers also fell off, mm -hmm. right? So the thing that keeps blowing my mind is that just exactly what you talked about earlier in terms of purpose, mm -hmm. it's the purpose that drives us. When we were establishing North America, mm -hmm. there was a need for the majority of people. There were still people that were being booted out of their lands like natives and stuff like that i'm not talking about those people but i'm just i'm talking about in terms of surviving as a species there was a bigger purpose you were doing it simply to survive if you didn't work together on a level you know in a town a town didn't succeed you all died that was a legitimate thing you just died mm -hmm. now you don't have that i don't have to depend on my neighbors right now for survival Mm -hmm. All I have to depend on is going down to the store. So it seems to me when it comes down to the bare essentials that until our actual existence is threatened mm -hmm. and our lives are at risk, this species doesn't want to come together. This species starts to create divides. Mm -hmm. They start to see that opportunity for whatever it is, individualism, Maybe this is, I don't know. I wanted to actually run this by you because, you know, I, I'm a big fan of evolution mm -hmm. and it seems as though everything starts out right at the beginning. And as these things start to evolve, things start to splinter off. It also starts to splinter off and different ideas start to come to the forefront. Different rules start to come to the forefront, different people wanting to do this versus that, because there's a little bit more security that's involved there. Something mm -hmm. is actually being built. And then once that security is there, people break off into their own ideas. And it seems to me like it's almost evolutionary that we get to a point where we splinter off. But I don't know, man, because yeah. I've been trying to figure out people's purposes for years and, and all these conversations that I'm having with the podcast and stuff like that. But this I is, keep asking people like, why do you do what you do? You know, the, uh, you get into all the talks they have about, um, you know, masculinity and like the men's place in the home and stuff like that, right? As a talking point for purpose, right? Uh, young men are losing their purpose in life because, you know, they were always supposed to be the provider or anything and now they don't need to. And then that's why you have these incel groups and box cell groups or anything, or them, you know, um, that are starting to come because 
all these people don't have a sense of purpose because they don't can't get women because you know they're not they're not manly enough they're not they're, they don't need to provide as women to provide for themselves and you have all this rhetoric that goes around those these narratives of like lost people right you know mm-hmm. negative rhetoric you know blame blame game for things and so well you know with the abundance of like in the world is actually much better right we know that that's the mistake mistake people make is that the world is getting better sure wealth gap is getting worse if you want to get into economics and things like that but if you look at the true abundance of things you order food from your phone you you got connectivity you got power you got electricity you got heaters you know in comparison to the previous world the modern world fucking you kind of have it all in a sense right from there it kind of is then how do we help people and evolve in society as we move from an age where you know you needed to work hard for you know creating production of food creating production of all these things when technology is taking it yeah the true idea from a technology person is that we have more t- we should have more time to do whatever we want right mm-hmm. you know we don't need the manual labor to get food everyone should just have food right producing mad food fucking fucking go to the grocery store mad food everywhere goes away hey, you know what anything all that shit until someone goes crazy and they fucking buy everything and then it's just in their home. Like, oh, that shit, man. <laughs> like, you saw this, man. No, you're not eating all that shit, man. Now you got a fucking cabinet full of fucking canned foods for fucking 10 years, man. You know? And so, you know, have, this is the problem with a, like a lot of society, you know, distribution of wealth is going to be the problem there, right? But if everyone has stuff, you know, the human race actually thrives off of people having purpose in the home. I am the hunter, I'm the chiefsman, I am the, the, you know, look at tribes, how they function. Everyone's got purpose and they feel integrated into society. Now it's like, it's distraction. And so that's the big philosophical question for us as a society is that as you don't need people, especially people with menial skill sets, where does society go for them, right? When you fucking don't feel, they feel left out. They, they, they either go into the, the, the virtual world of distraction and vice and it leads into one world. Maybe people are happy with that. Some people can't be happy with that. But, but oftentimes, most of the people get involved because the ideals of society is that you have to be this, right? And you get these incel groups and all these people. So it's kind of sad that, you know, in the abundance of things, we're not actually providing a means for people to be happy. And so it's always just like, oh, treat yourself, you know, uh, take care of yourself, take care of your health, take care of your mental health, your meditation, things like that. Well, that that's kind of like it's useful in the sense to kind of stay collected, but without true real purpose or something to to truly occupy your existence. Then you know th- there's always going to be a growing a growing uh, un- unfilled you know unfulfillment, right? Growing unfulfillment that resonates within the individual that. <laughs> collapses right causes the individual to collapse like the self no self-actualization will ever occur because you're just feeling it with no purpose right it's it's and that's easy in this world that's the easiest thing in this world right so TV, easy games tv um pornography like fucking everything at the tip of your finger man you don't need that much to get it right maybe like 50 bucks a month you know fucking minimum People have everything if you really want. If you really were just like, I don't care. I only want this, right? Sit in your house, go out to play video games all day, eat junk food, 
you could do that on minimum wage, man. Yep. But you're never truly happy, right? Most people, I would say 90%, probably plus, who knows the real statistics around that, right? Well, the, here's, the, here's the interesting thing. One, only real purpose of our genes, right, is to survive and propagate. That's it. Like, our, they, they talk about it in that book, that transcend, uh, what is it? Transcend, is it transcendent? Transcendent, transcendent. Yeah. That's the science, right? Yeah. Science, genetic, uh, survival, um, reasoning. Mm-hmm. But but that's in contradiction. And, and it was interesting because he put it in, in a way that I hadn't really, I hadn't thought about it. You know, our genes have one goal and our emotions and, and our, you know, what drives us has different goals. They're in contradiction of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like the genes wants to survive. Well, we've pretty much nailed that. Like we, we know how to populate this earth. We've overpopulated it. To be honest, we're, we are that weed that has figured out how to survive and we're on cruise control. So from our genes perspective, it does stand to reason that our purpose is solved. Mm-hmm. When you look at it from that perspective, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we don't, we're not threatened. In the majority of the world, I know that there's exceptions, like you said, but the majority of the world, I don't have to worry about walking out my front door and having a lion attack me and kill me. There's mm-hmm. not going to be a bigger predator that's going to kill me. Yeah, so, right? so it is, when, it, when it comes to like manhood or whatever, people, you know, that, that idea of that instinct of like purpose is to procreate. And now you're in a world where it's harder to procreate because it's hard to get women because now they're, they're, they're breadwinners in, in the real world. They can make their own. That's an argument that happens. In the world. But what I would counterpoint to that is that there is no real need for our species to have to procreate because there is an abundance of people on this earth now. Yeah, that's the mindset change that people people need to reevaluate what is their life purposes, right? Exactly. So maybe it's, maybe it's just an evolutionary thing. Maybe that's just where we are right now as a species. I, I don't think anyone's really achieved this. I mean, not in our recorded history. There's been no other species that's been as successful Oh, I actually shouldn't say that. I have no idea, but it seems like there hasn't been any. We, we know for sure that's the word. Only speaking <laughs> dinosaurs, and we wouldn't know. If yeah, so like, yeah, they had their time, <laughs> but I'm thinking like if people want to get really specific, then maybe they're talking about some kind of a, a microbe or some kind of a fucking insect that's been oh. around for long, whatever. But there's been no other species that's been at the quote unquote top of the food chain for as long as we have, and have figured out the ability to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, what do we do? So now we've got this giant fucking planet. And because of, like you said, everything at our fingertips, in my opinion, we're not doing shit with this. No. We got this giant fucking marble that we inhabit. It's so small now that we feel like we can go from one end of the earth to the other without even leaving our living room. We're not doing anything with this. It's only now that we're actually exploring space exploration in any kind of a real way. And that's all going to be privatized anyways. That's all going to be money-driven anyways. I never know. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the space exploration will actually be something that is useful for our fucking species. But until we get to a point where this species is threatened, mm-hmm. our very survival is threatened. Star Trek it. Hey. Well, Star Trek wasn't, we weren't threatened. We, we get the- yeah, they were, they were fine. They, <laughs> they were all over the place, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think the, um, I think the thing that scares me is that 
it just seems as though the only thing that we do need is to be threatened in order to really achieve massive heights. Jump, jump start. Jump start. I mean, I thought we were on our way with COVID to be on our collective, collective, you know, purpose in a sense. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something to it, but, but it's, it's no coincidence. Like when I had mentioned the four books that I'm reading and the common thread throughout is Buddhism. Um, it's no coincidence that mindfulness is the, is the topic du jour now. What you're saying though, is like the Buddhist philosophy is just to accept life and death and suffering. That's it. It's kind of opposite to what you're saying. It's like, well, if there was a threat in the Buddhist sense, it would be more like you just accept, okay, there's a threat. It's not going to be like, you know, we need to survive. And that's an instinctive thing. You know, you'll still do it, but the philosophy is just to be more at peace with what's going to happen. Right. You know, it's just like, oh shit, you know, let us work together. But maybe it is then perfect. It is you'll work together to try to survive it. But at the same time, it's, it's not as like, that survivalist it's kind of opposite <laughs> I don't know. But, but i know but i totally agree with you and that that's exactly where my mindset is going is it seems as though survival was the biggest driving force for us but yeah it's it's not like the buddhist practice has been around for thousands of years this isn't a new thing you know mindfulness is not a new thing three of the four books that i'm reading have been written in fucking late 60s and 70s yeah, you know what I mean, so oh, really coming to light now. It's like it's super big now. It was super big back in the '60s with the hippie movement and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. But then that got shunned and propaganda and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I think the thing that I feel that the whole genes and survival thing is an interesting thing from a biological evolutionary perspective, but yeah. I think it's an antiquated idea. I do believe in the the Buddhist ideas and, and whoever else embodies that idea of just accept what it is. The way that I look at things is there's good, there's bad, and there's neutral. Mm -hmm. It's always been a three-legged stool for me. Mm -hmm. And most people look at neutral as being a negative thing. Well, if I'm not happy, if I'm not walking around with a smile on my face, if I don't have everything that I want, then I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, it's a Western world thing. It's fucking nonsense though, man. Right? Like it's absolute nonsense. What What is the problem with just being neutral? There's nothing wrong with that. It's the idea that you always have to be happy. Like you're striving for complete happiness all the time. When that's not like, that's not really normal human behavior, right? It's no. like you need, to, you need to have the full spectrum of experience to understand like the fulfillment of life. Like, it's Absolutely. Cool. Like people Absolutely. with trauma in their life generally have a greater sense of self and the greater sense of like joy because they could appreciate the ups and the downs of it all right? mm -hmm. how can you how can you know something's good if you don't know something's bad right it's true it's the contrast it's between the two that kind of helps you truly see how great something is absolutely that's why i think the only thing that i would tell people to do is just do just mm -hmm. do because it's only through doing different things that you're ever going to know right everyone knows well, it's a hard concept right it is a hard concept but it i mean hard to do <laughs> it, it can, it's you know it's it's difficult to get started it's difficult to get started on anything right um here's, here's I, a question a million dollar question how do you help people to just do to open themselves to experience to just you know you know what my answer to that is 
I just do mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be true. <laughs> okay, give me some mushroom flour, please. <laughs> no, no. In, in all in all honesty, the only thing that I have come to the conclusion of at this point in time is that the only way that you can lead people is by doing shit yourself. Lead by example. Lead just lead by example. Listen, you know I've I've talked to you before about my mom. One of the things that she did teach me is just to go out there and fucking do like just work. You know, just do your thing. Yeah. And my mom's office is scared all the time. I was like, I'm leader. She's <laughs> <laughs> scared, scared of me leaving. Oh, fuck, whatever, man. I'll be fine, man. But I don't think you need, I don't even think you need to have, like, there's going to be, I'm sure that there's people that you could look back and go, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that, the way that person goes about shit. They just, yeah. people, like, uh, explorative people. Who I, I honestly, man, I think that that's the way to do it. I, I, I the way that I look at this now is I have more people. I spent so much fucking time trying to be something that people could look at and go, yeah, like I like the way he does shit mm-hmm. that I forgot to actually do stuff. And it's only the past five years that I've been it's really doing. trying to be a model though, right? That's right. Different, right? That's right. Which is not necessarily bad, but it can oh. be detrimental because you're not doing it in the, it's kind of like, your own self, right? You're doing it for your own self versus you kind of touch it in these books of these ideas of purpose, right? It's like, well, is it your purpose or someone else's purpose? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Be your, be your true authentic self. Another point it's, it's only until that time that you become genuine and start being yourself that you can, you can be an example for anybody, I think. Yeah. Which is hard, right? I, one question is always like, how you know what your true sense exists or true self? Well, that comes from exploration, right? Mm-hmm. Exploration in many ways, whether it's just going out and doing, or taking time to just self-reflect all the time, right? Over over a period of time, you know, and then sticking to those ideals and virtues, right? Like I, that's all these friends always talk is like, you know, they want they want to do things, but they never stick to it. It's like, well, you, why, right? Like figure yourself out, man. Like any step to greater enlightenment is always figuring yourself out what you really want and then don't let anyone tell you otherwise right you can't tell me shit to do what i what i represent you know you know mm-hmm. friends of all types but, it's, but they have mad respect because it's always like fuck joe is joe like, <laughs> but that's what it comes down to right man because like i i used to think that oh i'm going to do something and this is going to be me and I'm going to say something and this is going to be me. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until I actually looked within myself and was like, I, I fucking dig who I am. Like I, I like who I am. Do I have all the answers? No. Do I have some answers? Yeah. But most of those are wrong. Like, I don't know what fucking answers you want me to give you, but what yeah. I can tell you is that I'm willing to say when I don't know something and I'm willing to give you my ideas when I do. And, you know, you can either like, there's, there's different ways to be that way. I know some people are like, well, fuck you. I am who I am. This is me. Take it. It's like, Oh, that's, that's a false, false sense. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like, whenever I do something, I generally never feel bad about it. Yes. I'm just kind of like, ah, that's just the way I am, man. And people know that, right? You know, I I can be brutally honest with people sometimes and it comes off brash, but it's like, yo, I'm not trying to disrespect anything, man. I'm trying to be honest with you because if I say, if I sugarcoat this, you're not going to get the point what I'm saying, man. 
you know, I don't generally shy away from conflict. That's why people come to me for things, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes from a, a true self-respect for self and authenticity and honesty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, but you also have to communicate it in a way where it's understood, yeah. you know? If, I guess more, I could be brash around most people most of the time because of, they, they kind of know what to expect. I won't do that with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll just, I'll be honest in a way that's understood to just learn that, right? You can't just be over the top all the time. I learned that lesson, right? Yeah. You need to be able to communicate on their level, right? That's, that's the true level of empathy, right? That comes with actual self-actualization also. You really know yourself, you really know others, right? Um, that's the key word though, is empathy, right? Like you don't have to have, you don't have to be apathetic, but you have to have to be empathetic. You definitely have to be able to talk to people like they're human beings. Yeah. And that's hard, man. Most people can't do that. They can't even read themselves most of the time. I know. I know. Control themselves, man. The ego gets in the way. It tells them otherwise because of all the stuff you're inundated with, what you think you need to represent, who you think you are, who you think you should be. And then it doesn't, resonate well when they when when you exp- it's, it's expressed because it's not the true self and then mm-hmm. it's deeper than that right and people are afraid of that because of uh the way people will perceive them or um question them and you know embarrassed about it or whatever reason right like a person coming out or something like that right it's like no man just do you the number one rule like coolest friends we all want to kind man is like yo man just do you and so we still hang all the time. Like, oh, man, just, I won't hear from you. I know that you're doing you. And mad respect about that all the time, man. I think that's part of the message that I would have for people is that if they do have, and I've definitely been there, I spent a lot of time in that area where I was terrified to say anything because I didn't want to be perceived as stupid or, you know, somebody who should know but doesn't know or anything like that. But if people are still at that stage, it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make a difference if you're six years old and you think that way, or if you're fucking 12 years old and you think that way. But all I would say at that point in time is keep working on yourself. Keep keep expanding because through that expansion, through that exploration, through the experiences, because you don't know when this is going to come. You don't know if it's going to be a book. You don't Mm -hmm. know if it's going to be a vacation. You don't know if it's going to be when you're at home. You have no idea. The trigger. Have you seen that? um, What is it called? Uh, it's on Netflix. Headspace is it? Headspace. I haven't watched it yet. We ended up watching. We watched um, the Midnight Gospel last year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse likes that one too. I don't know. Just... It's pretty good, man. It's pretty. Although I gotta say, you can't watch that fucking shit when you're high. You can't. <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't watched the uh, the Headspace one. Have I, you? I skipped ahead into like I just read the episode. Kind of what's talking about. And it's like, oh, I like this topic. I want to think. And I, I bring it up because uh, one of the episodes talks about um, the, the psychologist and then, or therapist um, that runs the thing or the narrator. He kind of touches on, oh, I had a patient one time. And then she, she's talked about how um, for like divorce in her 30s or whatever and it wasn't until she was 70 that she kind of had this enlightening moment of like finally peace where because every day she would um have uh resentment towards the, the husband and stuff like that and just like fuck this is a great story right and it's a kind of reminder you're saying like you don't know when it's going to come but you need to work towards it in some form 
she learned to let go, right? And yeah. it's fortunate, but at least she finally did. And now you, you fucking have greater clarity than ever, right? You know? Absolutely. It's not about how many years, as long as you get there at some point, so you could have can truly enjoy life, right? Well, let me let me put it in put it in this perspective based on my experience. Yeah, I lived forty years of my life thinking certain ways, doing certain things, achieving, trying to achieve certain goals. Now you were like thirty, man. What's that? That you were like thirty years old. No, <laughs> I I feel, I I feel like I am. <laughs> You have the energy of 30. <laughs> well, see, this, this is the rub, Joe, because for 40 years, I was doing things a certain way and I never felt happy. Never yeah. felt happy. Right. And then you go through some major shit and you fucking discover who you are. And here I am at fucking 43 years old, like earlier last year, mm-hmm. 43 years old, talking to fucking smoking hot, super intelligent chick and we're talking about establishing a family bro a family like bringing kids into this fucking world for all intents and purposes at 44 45 years old you should be shutting her down and here i am talking like a fucking person in their late 20s and you know what man i feel more alive over the past fucking four years than I did for any culmination of years before that. And it honestly didn't come until I just finally accepted and actually fucking loved me as a person. Yeah. That's the big piece. It's like, they call it the, in the book, the B love versus D love. Deficiency love is the sense that you're always needing love to fill the gap. When it's yes. Like, true more actual expression is love, right? The more love you get, the more love you get. It's just loving things in general, but like loving life, loving people, loving it. true aura of uh, <laughs> living life, man. You know how you say it, right? Live, the way it is. We live life, man. And a lot of times it just takes sex. It really is true truly being explorative right have your basic yep. needs and stuff like that but truly being it's like what i'm doing now right it's like yeah fucking finding it again because i went out and i'd be gone right because i fucking love it like a tough year right and it was like well, i went from like one of the best years of my life probably the best year of my life when i was with um, my team and tiana and shit right and then comes to a halting screech real quick at the start of the year and then fucking covid and all that shit <laughs> you know I, I was so kind of like to, to put together from what everyone told me, right? I was the person that uh, was truly zen, right? Mm-hmm. Come to a screeching halt. You know, I thought that I was completely like messed up or anything to my standards. You know, Jesse. Yeah, was, but I mean, tells me like, oh yeah, just, you hold yourself too high of a bar, man, for your own self, and everyone still looks up to you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll be managed just the way I am, right? Like, you know, I'm not trying to be perfect in the sense of famous or anything but kind of be just my best self all the time that's and it hopefully kind of changed that and it's kind of like jump started by doing what you do doing what people should do all the time right breaking the mold right getting out there exploring by some means especially now with the covid stuff like it's gonna destroy people man you know it is it yeah. is and and i mean my only hope is when i'm talking to people right now I'm constantly talking to them about what have you been doing over the past, you know, 11 months because you were questioning them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's an important question to ask. Like 
you mm-hmm. have now like this is a golden opportunity and i know this sounds like hokey bullshit to most people i know that it doesn't to you but this is a golden opportunity it's the light like life is pretty much at a standstill for the most part right you're not going to get a chance like this again man you're just, not going to get a I chance right now it's always right now though right yeah it's always right now but but it's especially right now and even once covid does go away it's still going to be right now like there's still going to be a fucking opportunity to listen to a book to have a conversation to yeah. have an experience i think i think the lesson this time around is kind of like there's two things right is like don't put things on pause right life that that to you already and you need to go and live your life right the more you put on pause it this should be a, an eye opener that life like goes man which is what usually death is right usually it's the death of things it's like which i had my lesson years ago and then you had your lessons right you kind of just learn it's like fuck i need to go do shit <laughs> people yeah. will go don't be afraid we'll come it's and not go. forever man not forever the other big thing that i hope people would do is like you're home now you're forced to think about yourself right and yeah negative things are going to come out man that's how you grow right you know that's how i grew you know mm-hmm. that i was in my late 20s you know i was like you know all the negative attitude whatever from like 16 onward to, to kind of early 20s um knew i needed to make a change and i know what sparked that for me i know what my catalyst was the first time i did mdma it was kind of like glass half empty went to glass half full right hmm. life is good if you open your eyes to it you know but you know, what was it in that moment though man because like i've been in those moments and it's not it's not the substance it's it's a thought mm-hmm. what the, was the, thought? the substance was is there right it, it kind of of it, course it parks your ego yeah but it was just kind of like i hadn't felt a sense of joy in so long a true sense of joy and it was just kind of like you know what life can be good right and then from there that was where well then i should just work on becoming a better me right and that was purpose right what is my purpose my only purpose right now for striving is to just strive to be a better me man and consistency and uh life events get in the way and so you know, that's where, you know, it has to be there, right? And I guess after a while, you know, when I hit closer to now, like mid-30s or whatever, I felt like okay, I'm pretty enlightened, right? You know, what's next after that? Well, that never is supposed to end, right? But it's just kind of like just conversations with people, stuff like that, and you're always helping people. Well, then you get the separation of helping people because workplace and COVID and you're not really interacting with people. And part of myself, I guess, was always helping people, right? Conversation, conversation like this, interactivity, social gatherings where people come for discussion to become better. And so, you know, I think when it comes to first, it's like the reflection. People should reflect, right? They need to spend time to figure out, you know, who they are, what, do they, what are their values, right? What are their true virtues in life? Is it family, right? That's kind of my cross. Like, oh, do I want to start a family? You know, I have everything I need, right? A job, home, career, like a good career, um, 
friends and the social network, even though, you know, with COVID stuff is a bit of a different story, right? A normal story. It's interrupted, yeah. It's interrupted. Disrupted for most everyone. We're all in the same boat, right? Yeah. So I want to make that a comparison for, for like uh, a standard, right? Or expectation. We're all in the same boat in that. But, you know, from a life standpoint, you know, the, the cutting a threshold then is like, what is stick with the purpose, right? You know, it kind of gets lost when you're overthinking all these things in life. It's like a uh, partner and family. And then, oh, do I want to make more money? It's like, <laughs> are you going to stick with your, your true purpose? It's just be better and be better and be better, right? Forget about that purpose because you're just like, you're wanting more things and stuff like that. And so, Again, I come I say this is that's why people need to be honest with themselves and constantly reflect because maybe do things do change. Maybe I do want a family now. That's why I kind of came here. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll clear my mind and it'll be like, okay, when I come back, what do I want out of life? Right? Do I want to start putting myself out there to try to meet more people for relationships and things like that? Because I had such a great relationship with Tiana. Right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like that's on me, right? You know, always on the individual to figure out what's the next step in life, right? But at least I know what I stand for. Just be better, man. Just get better at what you do, whether it's your career, um, uh, your your health, you know, mental health. On the basic is just mental and physical health, right? Well, then what does that mean to you, right? Is that losing weight? Is that just eating healthier? Is that being able to run a mile? Uh, mental health is just like you know, less stress, less anxiety, be able to handle stress and anxiety easier, um, having greater social circles, which is a big part for healthy living, right? Increasing your social circles or reconnecting with people. And people don't do that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, that it's lot, you know? They're just either too distracted or you know, even worse, if you're just already down that slippery slope of negativity and depression. You know, I, I've seen that with my friends, you know, with myself this year. I'm just kind of like, fuck, I don't care. Barely reached out to you. Mm-hmm. The only person I really talked to this year was Jesse. We'd hang out like every week or so. That's kind of what keeps me stable. And everyone else moved out. And I'm just like, mm, whatever. You know, it was like that whole social life of working people. So that basically went away. It's just unfortunate, right? It's just circumstances so for that. You know, I saw a couple of people through the year, but I saw family. And it's just like, this is not good, right? That's not mm-hmm. And that takes self-reflection to kind of pull yourself out or social support, right? Which is the irony of it all. Yeah. You know, who's, it's like friends or people who are like, oh, you know, always reach out to me if you're feeling whatever, depressed or something, right? It's like, you do realize that's when people don't reach out to you, right? As exactly it. Okay, you know, if I am the way I am, I'm just going to be like, eh, hey, whatever, I'll figure it out. I'll go through my, my, my moods. People know I go through my moods. I go through my hermit mode and I just come back and I'm just like, look around me. I'm going to come. You know, what's funny about that though, is that the person who knows that more than anybody is you, you know what your tendencies are. Yeah. Right. And so it's even sometimes easy for you to run that narrative to yourself. It's often the times when I don't realize that I need those conversations that the Ooh. conversation happens and I'm like, holy fuck, I needed that. I've had tunnel vision for long periods of time over the past 11 months. And sometimes I, you know, message, it was so fucking hilarious that you had messaged me when you did because 
of what we were up to that night, but I had just had a dream with you in it because I keep saying to Kat, gotta go see Joe, gotta go see Joe, gotta go see yeah, Joe. Yeah, you messaged message me earlier too. I was like, I wonder if this guy's gonna message me so I could be like, go to meet the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the message. Like, I was like, who's this guy? Okay. I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, it, it's it's often those times when I don't when I I don't feel I need it. I I've I've sold that to myself. Like I'm fine, whatever. Like okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as happy as I could be if I'm having a conversation, but I'm not sad. I'm just fine. Yeah. And then you just put your head down. But but I think you nailed it, man. You know yourself, and mm-hmm. so in those instances where you know what your tendencies are in your cycles, mm-hmm. you're not going to be the one that's going to be able to talk yourself out of that either. You're going to go through the flow. Yeah. Like right? I was. Like I, I do have like Jesse. We always talk and be sounding- yeah. Which is great. I, I do talk shit sometimes. Like oh, I don't know, I don't know. But like I, I know myself too. I had it booked already. I'm like I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, it's fucking dirty. But once I book something, like, it's probably like yeah, I'm done. You know, I'm in my head. Like you know, it's it's like that self doubt you can see and trying to like, tell yourself you're not going to do it, but it's like I always end up doing it. Do you do you ever do the thing where you've made a decision and you know you did, but you lament over it because you feel that that's the process in making a decision? I don't feel like I, I lament over it's the process of decision. I do it because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I do that? It's just like, in the end, it's always like, ah, what if I can do that? Because well, like, like, I do things when, like, when I do something that's very well thought out and planned of course kind of like of course telling, telling my future self you just you better fucking do this okay fuck, do it and then i just do it i did that with like all my big trips with people and yeah like, when i went to like uh edc like way back in 2012 little buddies thing i just fucking bought the tickets for all of us and said yo we're fucking going <laughs> and they're like what the hell and i'm like well fuck like, you don't have the money i'm just we're just gonna go anyways like just pay for this fucking flight today it's nothing man like I got the tickets and everything. It's like two hundred fifty bucks each, and it's like, well, fuck, move on. It's just it's just one of those things I do. It's like we need to do this, man. I'm the instig- so then I've always been the instigator or the enabler. I'm the enabler. I've always been the enabler. Is what I say. I like it. I make it happen. Like it. Well, once you've made that decision, yeah. But so then like- why? So then why do we bother even questioning ourselves on the fucking decision making process? Well, we know full well that we think out our ideas. I'm you're a lot we you and I are the same in terms of we don't speak something until we've thought about it a lot mm-hmm. and then by the time we've thought about it, by the time we say it out loud it's a fucking done deal so why why lament on it further why even think about it further is it is it a responsible thing like is it oh we're just being responsible well this time it was being responsible because of the <laughs> pandemic right? I mean it was a little different yeah a little fucking different but generally it's more like um I don't say it's self-doubt, I guess, is the closest thing I would think, right? It's just like, I second make second guess myself because I overthink things. Mm-hmm. So that's self-doubt. You know what, man? I, I would, past me would have said, yeah. Current yeah. me is saying, I don't think it's self-doubt, man. I, I honestly think it's this process that has been created because we are responsible. We are well thought out. We are all of these things. And mm-hmm. we know these things to be true. And so when we make a big decision that most people wouldn't make. Well, I think, too, you know what it is? And I think we, Jesse and I did talk about this, is that it, if we're older now, there's, there is consequences. Yeah. 
it's kind of like oh you, you make more money you know if the more money you make the more scared you are to lose money right? it's true <laughs> you don't need as much money if i could have yeah. money right? <laughs> <laughs> give me 15 bucks an hour i'm fine I lose it i don't want to lose that we've been talking for a long time now about what success means and you know it's it's evolved into many many things and the only real truth that i feel i've arrived to at this point in time is that nothing is certain mm-hmm. there's very little that's within our control that's an acceptance thing it's a hundred percent acceptance i mean th- this is the word that i'm building towards it's it's all it comes down to one word acceptance mm-hmm. you but know it's this is the part that, that 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 comes up often is the difference between um kind of like acceptance and um what's, what's the word i'm looking for you know, lack of ambition, right? You know, ambition. Just because you have accepting doesn't mean you're complacent. This word. Yes, right? you haven't given up. Yeah, and like I've always told you, like you know, people, people, like I'm, I represent that, right? I'm, I'm a very accepting person of things. I just, you know, I'm easygoing and thing. But you can't say that I'm complacent. You know, maybe to some people I'm complacent, but like look at my ambition where I grew in my own career and what I got for myself, right? Like. You're going to tell me that's an, that's not ambitious, right? And, and then it's just like, oh, okay. So it's like the duality of thinking, right? It's not, they're not inclusive of each other. If you're this, you're that, right? If you're, if you're accepting, that means you're complacent. That means you're not wanting more. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what the term means. It's not no. to accept and be complacent with things. It's to just be accepting that sometimes things are out of your hands, to be accepting that the universe is big and there's a lot of things happening, right? And so that you could be focused in the now, focused on the best of yourself and best in your virtues to understand circumstances and work within the means of what you can and then become better because of that, right? Because you're always there learning and growing and becoming your best or trying to act in your best self. In this striving to be better, who are you trying to be better than? Yesterday's self, man. And that's the fucking key right there, my friend, because when most people say that of, you know, looking down on somebody, oh, they're lazy, they're doing this, they're doing that, because I used to beat myself constantly. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch a show. Fuck, man, I really should be doing something. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Man, I really should be doing something. This really isn't growing me in any ways. This isn't really helping me. Fucking right, it's helping you. It's it's easing you up a minute. You got to take some time. Mm -hmm. But if anybody else is looking at you going, well, what are you doing? It's Mm -hmm. like, well, I feel like I'm better than I was yesterday or I'm more often than not, I'm working like life goes like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like it goes up, but it's not without its ups and downs. Yeah. Right. And if you're constantly working on yourself, that's a fallacy, my friend, like not you, I'm saying anybody that looks yeah. at it and goes you, every minute of the day you're working on yourself. No. Person can't then, work out 24 hours a day and become a fucking thing. No, you're going to, break down your body actually it's opposite to that you add 100% onto yourself whether physically or mentally (laughs) exactly exactly so that's why your answer in my opinion I 100% agree with because you're not comparing yourself to anybody you're comparing yourself to yourself and that's really as far as you can go in terms of you know am I truly successful yeah I think too like they, they talk about that idea of like you know new the 
I guess more millennials and younger were always like, well, you're, you're taught that you're something special. And so people are now always feel, oh, I don't want to say entitlement. It's just this, like, I should be as good as them. I'm like, no, man, that's, that's a fallacy that kind of people hold to themselves. It's like, and then there's the opposite of you're just like, I'll never be as good as them. Don't it's not like that either, right? Does, does it matter relatively how good you are to or from? Uh, a person who's high, who's great and person's lower. No, it matters. Like, are you happy with what you're able to do and achieve? Right. You know, then mm-hmm. obviously this is like putting aside the ideas that are so far off. Like, you know, you're going to be uh, Mariah Carey or something, right. You fucking <laughs> American idol people. Right. It's yeah. Like, you know, you know it's the, that's not where your talent lies. Right. You have your own limits, man. Like stick to it, right? Like stick to your limits and grow within yeah. it. That's acknowledgement of yourself. Have you watched uh, Soul? So no, no, I haven't seen that one. Is Watch like it. Musician or something? Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about a jazz musician. Um, but it's it's everything that we're talking about right now. It's mm-hmm. it's talking about purpose. It's talking about drive. It's talking about you know, the 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 different ideas that that people kind of have in their heads. It's the way things should be. And in my opinion, the ways that a lot of us lose a lot of time mm-hmm. focusing on the things that we either think are important, have been made to think are important, have elevated to a certain idea, to, to have your whole world be that one thing and that not to come through, your whole world's going to fall apart. Right. Right. And so I think that that's where the idea of everybody's special and everybody's unique, if taken the wrong way, can be unbelievably detrimental to people. Like you, you should be able to be honest with somebody. If somebody wants to be a singer and they sound atrocious, you say you can continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance that you're not, you're not going to succeed at it. I, I would uh, get into this uh, whole conversation about hurt feelings and left wing liberalism and how it impacts the schools now but that's a long conversation i don't know if you want yeah to i think that's gonna that, that'll be that'll be another that'll be another <laughs> conversation because i've got a lot of ideas and thoughts about that did i send you the book on that one he was on the uh, jerogan one time but he's a montreal professor with tenure but he's he's like middle eastern or whatever and then you know that from prosecution from uh i think iran or something and he's one of those people out that's outspoken against the um cancel culture and the overextension of like uh, liberal cancel culture, liberal feelings and stuff like that versus kind of like objective truth in university, right? University is supposed to be objective. Oh yeah. And you know, certain topics that are made people feel they're offensive. Like, okay, the one, the one, one of them might be like, okay, is there difference in intelligence or race? Okay. Yeah, sensitive topics because of eugenics and how Nazis kind of use that as exploitation. But that doesn't mean if you do it in objective terms that it can't help us to learn more about humanity, right? Absolutely. Okay, maybe it can be used things. So maybe that one, questionable. But then there's just a lot of hot topics about objective truth, like genders and things like that. And like they don't want to allow for that it's like oh that's offensive right it's like how is that offensive isn't that what science and university is all about you know changing ideas breaking ground for conversation debate debate objective truth now it's like modern world it's it's like uh 
social justice and feelings trumps knowledge and understanding and truth, right? Which is supposed to be the pinnacle of fucking universities, right? It's written in like the top universities of Harvard and shit like that in Latin, like, you know, I don't know, I forget the, the exact quotes for these things. And that's what, why the rise of right wing finance is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even for myself, like now I'm like, mm, I don't know, I'm not, am I liberal? <laughs> these people don't, I don't think I'm liberal, I'm probably more fucking moderate now, right? They probably crucify me for shit that I'll say, man. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not these guys. It's all mixed up now, man. The, the left is acting like the right, the right's acting like the left. And, and to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily identify with any of them because some of their ideas, like this is the thing that bothers me. Okay. And, and we will get into a deeper conversation on this, but this is the thing that bothers me with identifying with a group Mm -hmm. is that you suffer the same fate as like somebody like a Rogan and many other people do is when they just critically think about something or, you know, they, they throw out an idea they throw out a question that might contradict what they're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're betraying You're their evil. side. You're evil. You're <laughs> evil. It's like, I'm not, I'm not betraying anybody. I'm just asking a fucking question. Like I, I, I think this is the thing is I've never been deep into politics. So I have never identified with any group. And for me, that's helped because I don't, I don't care about any of the ideas as a religion, mm-hmm. as my foundation for existing, mm-hmm. all I care about is what I fucking come up with in this mind and mm-hmm. the conversations that I have with people. And that's pretty much all I have to go on. Mm-hmm. And that's going to, I'm going to ask stupid questions. I'm going to ask, you know, outlandish, I'm going to say outlandish things sometimes, but I'm never saying it to be purposely offensive. I'm never saying it because I'm trying to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm trying to get people's different viewpoints and perspectives. Isn't that what we're supposed to be striving towards? Yeah. It's not, right? not, not, not just about being agreeable all the time. Right. No, no. It's about asking questions and, and, you know, like challenging people's ideals, but yeah. also having enough, having enough confidence in yourself to say, Oh, okay. I never thought about it that way. I mean, that's a great point that you make up. It's, it is about parking your fucking ego. By the way, speaking of ego, I haven't, I have given up trying to get rid of ego altogether. I've accepted that that's a part of who I am and my ego is going to flare up from time to time. Ego always will be there, but you're going to learn to uh, live with the ego and to have more self-awareness and control, right? Ego is never going to go away. It's part of you. That's that's true self. Again, it comes to self-awareness, self-actualization to recognize that, right? That's the first step. that the ego is there it's trying to tell you otherwise man i think i want to end it there for now because i think that we came back to right where we started which is self-actualization and (laughs) acceptance and i think that that's pretty much the message that i'd like to get out right now is just learning to have a little bit more of that acceptance so what do you think then people should be or what do you recommend people would be listening to or reading or anything like that in terms of you know, building towards that acceptance and self-actualization. Uh, the transcending book I sent you is good. I'll send you another one, The Daily Stoic. That's an okay. easy, easy read. You know, Stoicism ties very closely with Buddhist philosophy, right? Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy. Different different things in there. But um, 
different concepts, but there is a certain kind of a, a balance, you know, the idea of finding balance within self is within the two worlds. Daily Stoic is kind of like a daily read and they'll take quotes and kind of tell you how, how that applies to life. And there's like the, it's broken into themes. That one's a really good one. I read that one through very quickly too. Cause I was like, ah, oh, next one. Oh, next one. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, damn it. So the Phil Jackson, I have to like stop myself. I'm like, yeah. Stop I like it. Yeah. I'm going to read it in a day and I'm going to be like, shit, I'm going to read now. I guess I can always read another book. There's so many books to read. Um, so the, those two are, are good, you know. Self-reflection all the time, continuous growth, continuous reflection. Meditation is not about just being perfect all the time. Meditation is about um, practice and growth and purpose, right? Like our uh, presence, not purpose, uh, just con- continuously um, working towards. I have another book too. I, think, I don't know if I sent you. It's like the daily meditations where it's like, you know, uh, today reflect on this and this is what you should, what you should be doing oh, okay. like appreciation of food or you know you taking your time to eat food or you know what do you do here's some things you could do you know eat slowly and take it in and breathe it and stuff like that's just all these different reflective things and so people should always take the time right meditation is not about feeling good it's about opening up your mind the headspace does a good job of actually getting people into that state so i was mm-hmm. like well, actually pretty good you know, for, for beginner people or people who have trouble meditating, just take your time, just stop, right? That's it. The people ask, well, you know, how, how do you meditate? Think, you don't do anything, man. You just sit or you do, right? You just walk, you wash your dishes, do the laundry. Meditative this state is not the idea that's sold in these health and wellness uh, yoga and things like that. Sure, that's a great method of reaching a state of meditation because you're forcing yourself to just sit and be. But meditation's all the time. Meditative state, walking meditation, you know, uh, brushing your teeth in the morning can be meditative, right? It's the individual that kind of finds the 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 sense of just doing good, right? I'm just mm-hmm. doing this, so this is good. I'm alive. I'm present. I'm doing, you know. So are you, you're saying that meditative state is more just being in the moment? Yeah, exactly. Like I am in a meditative now having great conversation with you because, you know, I am here. I am with you. I am not looking at my phone. You know, I'm drinking, but that's passive, right? It's mm-hmm. natural. It's not like I'm distracted trying to do many other tasks. I'm not trying to write, write something for work or a book or something. I'm here with you now chatting. And that's an easy one because, you know, we're great friends, right? Yeah. We're great friends. We're in tune. We have always great conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what true meditation is, right? Truly being present mm-hmm. in flow state. It's like you're meeting flow state. You know, when you're in flow state, nothing else matters, right? That's, that's, that's meditative. And you could do that with anything. You could do that cutting the grass. Uh, honestly, man, you fucking blew my mind with that because I never viewed meditative state as just being in the present the idea of the buddha master sitting in the sitting in this perfect mountain and in in the the shrine overseeing the mist and the thing and in tune with nature that's not it right the meditative state is just there man you're just there doing whatever you're doing all the time like walking to work i'll be like in a meditative state in the winter yeah it's not perfect but i'm like i like this i feel alive 
I could feel the snow coming down and I could see it. It's like life is happening on here. It, they call that uh, uh, Satori, right? It's kind of another term in Japanese. It's kind of like uh, in the way, I, th I think the counter way of saying it, it's kind of like a, a realization of like the now, right? And you get that, it's like an astronaut. You know, astronaut leaves the planet Earth and you realize how connected everything is. And mm -hmm. you're doing with a connectivity, right? It's like, you're just there. You know, so it's like you said, man, you had that, like, I just get it. <laughs> just moment. get it. There you go. It's like that, man. Damn. That's meditated there. And you don't have to be on substances, man. The substances no. help you realize that you can feel that, right? Yeah, the substances just peel back the layer. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Put you help put you in a state, but that state can be found if you're just truly 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 in a meditative state in anything you do and that's uh you know that comes and goes but it takes a person to to work towards the ability to just truly truly be there in all terms all times you know it doesn't have to be sitting the way they say be in anything you do that's it brother i'm gonna fucking stop it right there that was perfect well, i'm glad we caught up man that's nice dude I'm so glad that you reached out, man. It was a great chat, my friend. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> Peace out, brother. <laughs>